Hello, I'm David Osman. On behalf of the Independent Research Forum, welcome to this IRF podcast. With me today is Ryoji Musa of Musa Research. Our title for this podcast, Japan in 2023, a year of major transformation and opportunities. The Independent Research Forum promotes a wide range of top quality independent research providers from across the globe, both micro and macro. Some are stock specific, some sector specific, some country specific, many are global and all are investment related. The Japanese economy is beginning to emerge from the torpor of the post-1990 crash that has dogged the country for over three decades. This year, a weaker yen has transformed Japan's international competitive position. This has profound implications for Japan's economy, economic policy and corporate strategy. To discuss these issues and more, I'm especially pleased that we are joined today by Ryoji Musa, the founder of Musa Research. After a long and distinguished career working for leading global investment banks in Japan and the USA, Ryoji Musa found Musa Research in 2009. Before then, his responsibilities since 1973 included being the Chief Investment Advisor of Deutsche Securities and the Chief Analyst and General Manager of the Equity Research Department of the Daiwa Research Institute. During that period, he achieved the top rating for Japan equity strategy in the Institutional Investor Polls. Ryoji Musha has been an advisor to various government committees, including the Cabinet's International Economic Research Committee and the Ministry of Finance's International Fund Flow Research Committee. In addition, he has been a part-time lecturer at Shinzu University and a visiting professor at the Saitama University Graduate School. He has authored numerous books since 1982, including in 2018, The Biggest Economic Boom in History is Coming, Five Reasons to be Optimistic about the Future of Japan. Musa Research was founded in 2009 to provide more direct assistance with financial market analysis and determination of medium and long-term outlooks. The activities of Musa Research are guided by three principles, adhering to constant logic, reaching conclusions based on their own beliefs, and using a viewpoint that incorporates both history and a global perspective. Musa-san, welcome. Hello. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. I'm very pleased to explain what Musha Research is. I have been working for research uh, last almost 50 years when just I graduated from university. Uh, since then, I do research covering corporate or macroeconomics, currency research, and equity market analysis. And now we, I became independent and I do research service to global investors for a long-term perspective, especially for qualitative analysis. My prediction for long-term is quite appropriate, and I have a lot of good record of coal in the past. And since 2009, at the bottom of stock price, just after great financial crisis, I call for long-term bull 
of equity in the world, especially in the U.S., is coming. And I was, I think, quite right to predict followed very long-term bull market of the United States and also all over the world. Also, I was uh, marked by a lot of Japanese investors that I was most bearish person around 1919 when Japanese equity was peak. And I was the most bearish person since following one decade that Nikkei to uh, make bottom in 2002. So I am a long-term predictor, sometimes quite uh, independent and quite different from the market norm. And sometimes I was uh, so different from people's way of thinking. But I believe the way of my analysis is make me right for long-term predictions. Currently, I am predicting that Japanese three decades of stagnation is over, and Japan is going into new prosperous period. Why this to be introduced? It is because very profound geopolitical change. Since 1990 up to 2010, that almost 30 years, Japan economy was so seriously depressed by very serious trade friction with U.S. and Japan. At that point, after Cold War, U.S. determined Japan is most serious threat to U.S. economy and U.S. national interest since Japanese industrial competitiveness is quite strong. It is not just because Japanese people's efforts or Japanese people's ability but because of U.S. geopolitical consideration, U.S. have been supporting Japan for a long period of time since 1950 until 1990 when Cold War ended. But this quite uh, you know, strongly grown Japanese competitiveness turned around to the U.S. slate. Then U.S. determined to hit Japan by introducing very strong Japanese currency that was Japanese competitiveness uh, to decline dramatically, then Japanese a lot of foundation of technology, industry, gone, or moving out of Japan. That is the most important cause of uh, prolonged Japanese stagnation. This kind of uh, framework now completely turned around because of newly uh, you know, developed U.S.-China confrontations. Uh, with this new geopolitical framework, U.S. needed to have a strong Japan, contrary to last three decades. Then, yen all of a sudden to be depreciated, that support Japanese competitiveness, and that will provide more strong U.S. counterpart that uh, no, fight with Chinese uh, aggressions. Uh, therefore, current situation is strongly related to not just economy, but to geopolitical global development. This is why I am quite confident and bullish of 2023 on Japanese uh, economy and uh, investment. 
So given the substantial depreciation of the dollar-yen exchange rate in 2022, how do you see the Japanese economy performing next year? I think maybe next year, Japanese economy will be almost the best performer in advanced economy. Even IMF predicted in uh, September that uh, Japan GDP of next year to grow 1.6% compared to the US of 1.0% and Eurozone of 1.5%. Why Japanese economy is outperforming to rest of the world? First, most importantly, a difference of monetary policy. Bank of Japan still keep on ultra easy monetary policy called yield curve control. And on the other hand, US or UK, another central banks have uh, tightened its monetary policy dramatically. These big uh, differences make Japanese economy more uh, vigorous than other countries. And in addition, this excessive easy monetary policy in Japan uh, introduced very weak Japanese currency that create a lot of positive chain reaction to Japanese domestic demand. First, yen weakness make Japanese exporting goods more competitive so that uh, production in Japan is increasing. Second, uh, very weak Japan make Japanese cost to lower to rest of the world that bring their factory overseas back to Japan. In addition, some companies like TSMCs or another high-tech corporations, which have been introducing newly factory uh, you know, construction in Japan. And thirdly, uh, we are seeing a lot of visitors all over the world to Japanese, a lot of uh, sightseeing sites. Japan uh, you know, tourism is growing rapidly thanks to end of uh, COVID-19 uh, restrictions. The peak of visitor inbound of Japan was uh, 31.9 million in 2019. Maybe it will reach to maybe 50 million within five years, and maybe close to 8 or 90 million, maybe a decade future. Maybe the tourism is one of most promising industry in Japan. In addition, this tourism is something like providing global clients to Japanese domestic industry. So uh, with weakness of Japan, Japanese currency, uh, creating a lot of nominal growth, uh, not just exporting company, not just manufacturing, but Japanese domestic industry and the service industry as well. This kind of acceleration of nominal growth maybe is the first experience since the last three decades. Maybe, uh, I think, uh, this year, we will, uh, next year, will be very, very remarkable year that Japanese uh, growth to be restarted. You mentioned Japanese monetary policy of yield curve control. Do you expect that yield curve control to continue in 2023? 
to what extent do you see Japanese interest rates and government bond yields rising next year? Actually, I would like to translate your question into this way. Maybe Japan is quite a special country that is maintained ultra easy monetary policy called yield curve control, which even central bank manage long-term interest rate, which is quite unusual and maybe not sustainable. A lot of people are concerned about this ultra-low uh, long-term interest rate in Japan may not last long. Maybe we will see sharp increase of interest rate, and that may be creating financial crisis, which have happened in uh, UK in you know, September of this year. With uh, this kind of uh, negative chain reaction of changing monetary policy, or a changing of bond yield may create a serious crisis or not is a very important concern of global investor to Japan. My answer is we do not have to afraid too much. The outcome could be, I think, two cases. First is successful ending of yield curve control. And second outcome is something not desirable outcome of ending of yield curve control. The first one is that Central Bank of Japan uh, stop yield curve control by achieving its uh, objectives, introducing 2% inflation, determine or uh, stop of deflation, and uh, restart uh, substantial growth in Japan accompanied with very strong stock prices. If that's the case, everything is good. Strong you know, uh, equity market allow long-term interest rate, interest rate to go up, but variation is still fairly uh, very, very uh, attractive. If this is not the case, maybe another case of ending yield curve control is central bank is uh, forced to end yield curve control that Japanese long-term interest rate to go up even though initial target haven't been achieved. Deflation continues, economy still stagnant, but with deep depreciation of Japanese currency, Japanese central bank may have no choice to prevent yen free fall so that increase interest rate stop yield curve control policy. Is this type of scary development it is you know the negative outcome and my argument is whether this type of negative development is likely to happen or how much the possibility my answer is maybe this is quite unlikely this type of negative outcome we don't have to afraid too much why i think there are three reasons the only central bank of Japan needed to you know, stop yield curve control. It is only they have to do if Japanese currency falling to extreme. But Japanese yen won't fall too much from current level. There are three reasons. First, that still Japan have a lot of competitive industry competing with the United States, and uh, further weakness of Japanese currency 
make Japanese those industry too competitive that affect US counterpart. First, automobile. Second, semiconductor manufacturing equipments. Especially semiconductor manufacturing equipment in the world, uh, the global market is almost shared by US and Japan and one Holland's uh, stepper manufacturers. So uh, given this situation, excessive depreciation may, may uh, hurt U.S. Uh, very important uh, manufacturing industries' uh, competitiveness. Dramatically, and U.S. cannot allow it to happen. Secondly, Japan is the largest country that have U.S. dollar. Now, Japanese government have 1.2 trillion dollar of U.S. treasury by accumulating currency intervention. In addition, Japan has the largest uh, global international net position of almost $4 trillion. This huge amount of accumulated dollar is so good if yet to be de depreciated too dramatically. For instance, uh, 1.2 trillion yen of uh, government-held Japanese uh, U.S. treasury may create maybe 50 60 trillion yen of currency depreciation gain just last one year. This is almost equal to Japanese annual tax income. Therefore, yen depreciation is so no, strong, uh, you know, fuel to Japanese economic strength. And uh, therefore, uh, kind of free fall, Bank of Japan do not need to stop it. The third reason yen depreciation may not be accelerated from now on is that cooperation of central bank banks between Japan and the United States are facing with Chinese uh, serious uh, threat in the global geopolitical fields. Uh, US and Japan are making very strong cooperation in various fields, and especially uh, financial fields the tie of central bank is very strong. And uh, if Japanese yen to be 44, that create uh, Japanese uh, long-term interest to go up. That trigger global instability of financial market is not good for Japan, but also uh, bad to all of the world, especially US, which is fighting with Chinese uh, aggression. Therefore, because of these three reasons, I don't predict that yen to be depreciated more than 150 or 160 range. I think yen will be stabilized around 135 to 145, maybe a kind of trading range of next year. That is quite convenient. That strengthens Japanese competitiveness, strengthens Japanese economy, not quite harmful uh, outcome at that level. Turning to the stock market, in general, are Japanese equities overvalued, fairly valued, or undervalued? And what will be the most interesting investment opportunities in the Tokyo stock market next year? I think uh, Japanese equity is extremely undervalued. Uh, Japanese long-term interest is 
0.25%. And、uh, stock market, the Nikkei、uh, earnings yield is running about 8%. Therefore, this type of very big、uh, spread never happened in Japan history. And also, we haven't experienced this kind of big gap even in US equity market history. Therefore, it is quite easy game. Borrow very low cost of debt and invest high return on equity. This kind of huge gap is not always you know,、uh, there. Now, it is quite rare situation that Japanese equity market is so attractive. The reason why Japanese equity market is so seriously undervalued, first, Japanese economy has been stagnant. Second, supply demand was terrible. And third,、uh, people are scared that in future, Japanese economy or global economy might, may crash like global financial、uh, crisis. Because of those three、uh, factors, a very sharp discount h a v e been developed in Japanese equity market, but all of those three totally disappeared. So,、uh, current situation is quite You know, bargain、uh, discount situation to buy Japanese equity. I would say a most significant buyer in Japanese equity from now on won't be global investor but corporate share buyback. It could reach to around 10 trillion yen this year, which is 2% of total Japanese equity market cap. And I think. This may grow dramatically next year because Japanese corporations need to leverage their balance sheet. Currently, Japanese corporate funding portfolio is around 70% shareholders' equity, 30% is debt. But cost of debt is almost nothing. Shareholder equity's cost is around 8% annual yield, which is quite Inefficient、uh, management of balance sheet. Japanese corporations need to change this uh, frame uh, portfolio so that create a lot of fiscal profits. Easy way is just、uh, share buyback,、uh, create,、uh, reduce its 8% cost of capital, that increase return on equity, that lift share prices. And that make more strong、uh, ability to MA or development of、uh, another investment opportunities.、Uh, thinking this way, Japanese corporation is now changing their balance sheet strategies. Musa san, thank you for this most interesting insight into the service that is provided by Musa Research. With more time, it would be interesting to discuss in greater detail. The sectors and stocks that you feel are the best place to be invested in Japan in 2023. The Independent Research Forum is offering a brief trial to the Musa Research Service and can provide details of how to subscribe to their full service. More information is available on request from the Independent Research Forum. Thank you for listening to this IRF podcast with Ryoji Musa, the founder of Musa Research. Thank you very much.